conversations that speak to every color of who you are. This is Jen Tringale, and you're listening to the Jen Tringale Podcast. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the podcast. My name is Jen Tringale. Well, wherever you are listening from, I hope that your spring is off to a great start and you are enjoying it wherever you are. I know for most of us, spring is just an indicator that summer is right around the corner. But spring has so many fabulous dynamics, so I hope you take time to soak it up and breathe it in. I'm so delighted to have you on this podcast journey, and this season has been off to a fabulous start. Last month, we sat down and had an interesting, thought-provoking, and heart-moving conversation with cultural icon Kathy Lee Gifford. I have to tell you that the feedback from that podcast has really been something. It definitely set another benchmark for us, and I loved hearing about what she shared about meeting people wherever they are at in their journey of getting to know who Jesus is. And for those of us that call ourselves Christians, believers, Christ followers, to walk in an understanding and an awareness that everyone is at different points in their journey of knowing Jesus and knowing what his word says and being able to walk alongside them, to have compassion for people wherever they are at. I know that I enjoyed that conversation so much and it just fit right into our theme for this season on the podcast about discovering all of the colors of who we are, of who God made us to be, and committing to the journey of the discovery process of how do you find out what the fullness of you looks like? Are we willing to admit that maybe, just maybe, we're not yet in that fullness? And there's lots of reasons for that. It could be that life's demands hasn't placed us in a position to find out the fullness of who we are. Maybe some things that have happened in life have caused us to shut down. Maybe we've even numbed out to places and pockets of who we are. Maybe something in our life caused us to get stunted in the growth of coming into the fullness of everything that God made us to be. But my heart for these conversations is to stir the waters, to cause an awakening to light a candle deep down on the inside of us and cause something to say, but wait a minute, I think that there is more. Just this past weekend, we celebrated the resurrection of Jesus, Easter weekend, and it drew me back to these conversations that we're having on this podcast because he did what he did. He went to the cross and he paid the sacrifice to win his family back, to redeem our lives and put us in relationship with him. And it is standing in the full light and revelation of who Jesus is that brings us into the fullness of who we are. I want to talk about that on our podcast conversation today. And I just believe that 
There's some things that we can look at right in the Word of God that help us get a handle on what this process is of moving maybe out of numbness, maybe out of places of stunted growth, maybe out of places of just moving so fast and into the fullness of who he called us to be. Before we get to that, I want to tell you a story of something that happened to me just this past week. I was in a restaurant, one of the only good Italian restaurants in Nashville, Tennessee, with a dear friend of mine. And we were in the middle of dinner and it struck up a conversation with a couple of people sitting near us. That conversation somehow sort of stretched to the people on the left of us and the people on the right of us. And we found ourselves in this cramped little Italian restaurant in sort of a impromptu group chat. And as the conversation went on, somehow or another, it landed on the fact that Easter was coming up just around the corner. At this point, one of the young couples that was sitting near us kind of piped up and said, oh my goodness, I almost forgot that it was going to be Easter. And she made a comment that her very Catholic Italian family would be so disappointed, you know, that she forgot it was Easter. And she sort of had this look on her face of a a remembrance of maybe celebrating Easter's gone by and, and what that meant. And she went on to say how she'd sort of lost touch with that. Another individual in this group conversation started saying, hey, I grew up Catholic and I'm a Christian now and this is what that looks like for me. And so we began just sort of talking about Easter's gone by and and where we were now. And my precious friend that was with me all of a sudden, which she is known for doing, just said, hey, wouldn't it be something if all of us strangers that have just, you know, met sort of haphazardly in this restaurant tonight, what if we just paused and took communion together? Everyone kind of looked at each other a little shocked. To be honest with you, I was sort of like, are we really going to do this in this loud, cramped little Italian restaurant? And one by one, they all just said, yes, what a cool thing to do. Let's do it. So we started passing around pieces of our broken waffle cone from the gelato that they had just brought. And everybody just grabbed onto a piece. And my friend looked at me and said, you know, Jen, could you just share a little brief communion message here and lead us in communion? And I was like, yeah, I I can do it. I can do it. And so with pieces of broken waffle cone in our hand, we sort of tried to put our our heads together a bit. and, And I began to talk about the broken body of Jesus and the blood of Jesus and what his sacrifice meant and why he did it. As we celebrated that night in this loud restaurant with glasses clanging and conversations all around us, there was a sense of just a bit of a holy hush that came upon this group of strangers that had all connected in this little restaurant as we honored what Jesus did for all of us so many years ago. And I thought about later that night how Jesus did what he did to give us life, as he said, and life more abundantly. There's so many definitions to what he was saying when he said life more abundantly, but what I really want to point out to you in this conversation 
is not so much all the different definitions, but where he was intending for that life more abundantly to take place. And he was not talking about a life more abundantly when we shed our earthly body and leave this earth to spend eternity somewhere, although it encapsulates that. But the life Jesus went to the cross to give us, he meant for that life more abundantly to happen the moment we made him Lord of our life. That life more abundantly is intended for the here and now. As he said in John 16, in this world, you will have trouble. You will encounter brokenness because we live in a broken world. He was very clear about that. He wasn't saying that we are evil or the world is evil, but the system of the world that dominates our world is evil and there's brokenness in it and there's there's degradation in it. But everything God created in the world, he created for us. Jesus came to do what he did to deliver us from the evil of the age we were living in and yet to be in the midst of it and not of it and have life more abundantly. I believe that that encapsulates living out of the fullness of who we are. So how do we do that? 1 John chapter 3 really gives a life pattern that I have been drawn to so much just in the past weeks. In 1 John chapter 3 in verse 1, the writer starts by saying, Behold, or stop and look at what manner of love the Father has bestowed upon us. What's he saying? Take notice of not just the fact that you're loved, but the kind of love that God bestowed upon us. He goes on to say, that we should be called the sons of God. In other words, he doesn't just love you. He loved you into his family. The Bible tells us that when God created us in his image and his likeness, that even the angel said, who is man? What is man that God is this mindful of him? That God could have just loved us. He could have put us in the same class as angels or any other created thing, but he said, no, you are mine. You are mine. He goes on to say in verse two, beloved, now are we the sons of God and it does not yet appear what we shall be, but we know that when he shall appear, we shall be like him for we shall see him as he is. Right there in those words is a pattern for life for how to walk into the fullness of all the colors of who you and I are. He says, and it does not yet appear what we shall be. It's interesting because when this was originally written in the Greek, what we shall be is one Greek word altogether. And that one Greek word actually means it does not yet appear what we have been, what we should be what we shall be. In other words, what God is telling us through this scripture is that everything that he's made us to be the fullness of who we are, we already have been, that he created us with all of it in seed form on the inside. What we have been, 
what we should be. In other words, what we're destined to be. The fullness of who you are is what you're destined to be. And in that lies life more abundantly. And then it says what we shall be. By revelation, by God pulling back the veil and lifting the distractions from our eyes and things that knock us off focus, in the process, in the journey of discovery, is when we come into what we are destined to be. The writer goes on to say, but we know that when he appears, we shall be like him, for we shall see him as he is. It's interesting because we shall see him is also just one Greek word altogether. And listen to this. What that means is we shall be like him when we inspect how he is. It paints the picture of you and I just seeing Jesus and reading how he is in his word and who he is and spending time with him. And it paints the picture of you and I just sort of cocking our head to the side and just walking around him and and going, wow, Jesus, you aren't offended easily. And you are compassion personified. And at the same time, your justice and your truth and your unwavering in your conviction. Jesus, there's no shadow in you of turning. You stand on the truth because you are the truth. And the Bible is telling us that as we pause and inspect who he is and lean in to take a closer look, that while we're doing that, we suddenly look down at ourselves and we look at him and we look down at ourselves and we see his unwaveringness and we look at us and we go, oh, that wavering shouldn't be in me. We look at him and we see that he's the prince of peace that passes understanding And we go, oh, and we look down at us and say, well, then that fear doesn't belong to me. For we know that when he shall appear, we shall be like him, for we shall inspect how he is. Verse 3 says, and every one of us that has this hope in him purifies himself even as he is pure. This great exchange takes place when we inspect him and we look at who he is and the light comes on that, oh, I was born again in his image, in his likeness. I was translated out of the kingdom of darkness and into the kingdom of his son. He told me that as he is, so am I in this world. So I don't have to stay in fear. I don't have to live numb. I don't have to live stunted in my growth. I don't have to live being pulled by the wind and the waves or what the roles in my life require of me. I can actually come into freedom. If I will look at who he is, it will unlock me. Jesus said, I came to give you life and life more abundantly. And I want to say this to you, wherever you're listening from, it is a tragic condition For you and I to forfeit our freedom and not know it. What a tragic condition to call ourselves believers in Christ's followers and forfeit the freedom of living in life more abundantly. To forfeit the freedom, the deep breath that comes in the exhale of living confidently 
in who we are and not losing who we are when we stand in the light of comparing ourselves with someone else and feeling that we come up less than. To forfeit that freedom and not know it would be such a terrible thing. And the reason that we do it is because we don't understand the source of our strength and our identity. And when we submit ourselves to forfeiting our freedom, to living limitedly or living in light of other people, we actually wind up forfeiting our future. And yet, all the while, Jesus went to the cross and he did what he did so that you and I could stand in the light of who he is and become who we are. Verse 3 again says, And every one that has this hope in him purifies himself even as he is pure. Verse 4 says, And whosoever commits sin transgresses also the law, for the sin is the transgression of the law. But you know that he was manifested to take away our sins because in him is no sin. What I want to say to you today is that sin overall has been dealt with, but it is the undealt with sin in you that keeps you limited. But sin doesn't get the last word because it's when you and I inspect him, when we look at him, that is what addresses the undealt with sin in you and I. And his blood The precious blood of Jesus shed for us, the forgiveness of sins, is standing there speaking for you and I in the throne room of heaven, looking at us saying, now that you see it, now that you'll acknowledge it, let my grace that is sufficient come upon you to release you, to forgive you, and to make you whole. When we started this brand new podcast season, and we talked about going on this journey of the discovery of living out of all of the colors of who we are. We said that this is not for the weak at heart. This is not easy. If it was easy, everybody would be doing it. But when there is a yearning that starts to take voice deep on the inside of us, that says, I know there's more. I know there's more. I believe what the book says, but I'm not living in the fullness. I'm not living in life more abundantly, there's not a deep exhale that's coming from my soul. It requires us to make a decision, to do the necessary work, to look at ourselves honestly, but to look at who he is. What I love about my Christianity and what I love, the more I inspect and look at who he is and look at who he is in light of his word is that God never gave us a list of things to do, but what he handed us was someone that we could become. God's word is not criteria that we have to live up to. It's an empowerment to become so that we can be. And that is the heart for this podcast journey, that the spirit of truth that the revealing of the word of God would help you work through and peel off the layers until you have a new place of a deep breathing from your soul and a fullness of the person that Jesus created you to be and an expression of all the colors of who you are.
So I want to invite you in the days ahead to sit in a new way and look, ponder, get curious about Jesus. Maybe the words on the pages in the Bible you've heard your whole life, I want to just encourage you to look at them in a new way. Look at the person of Jesus in a new way. Inspect who he is. Ask him, Jesus, reveal yourself. Make who you are real. Would you show me pieces of who you are? And in doing so, would you help me own where I am and let the great exchange take place? As we close out the podcast, I want to pray over you and ask the Holy Spirit to rest upon you as you walk out this piece of the journey with Him. Let's pray. God, I thank you that you have gone ahead of us and made provision for our transformation. Father, I thank you that your grace is sufficient, not just for the events of transformation, but for the process and the journey. I thank you, Father, that you have given us your word as a life pattern, and I thank you for giving your son Jesus to us to stand in our place, to take on every place where we would miss it, miss the mark. God, where we would mess things up, you made provision for us through your Son to receive of him and put us right back on track. Would you breathe your Holy Spirit upon each one of us as we sit and ponder the precious Jesus, our big brother, our champion? Jesus, would you reveal yourself to us in ways that we have not seen? And that as we look at you, we would come into who you've made us to be, who we have been, who we should be, and who we shall be. We thank you for it, Father. In your precious Son's name we pray, the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. Thank you so much for listening to the podcast this month. I am so honored and delighted to have you on the journey. And if this podcast is speaking to you, would you just send us an email, make a comment, let us know that you're listening, where you're listening from, and if there's anything that we can stand in prayer in agreement for you about, we would love to hear from you. If you'd like more information about this podcast and what we do, you can go to jentringale.com. Thanks again for listening. Have a great week, everybody. We'll see you back here next time. Bye-bye.